Praise the Lord, it's chat time again. Now this week, we're going to continue to discuss current events and scripture. Praise the Lord. So it's that time where we give you the phrase of the week. And this week, the phrase is, the day is at hand. And that means that it's close in time. The day of judgment is about to occur. And hope, there's hope for suffering Christians. And um, you can find that in the King James Version of the Bible, Romans chapter 13, verse 12, and it reads, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Praise God. That's what we should be doing. Amen. Turning away from our dark ways and and get saved, especially since the New Year's, the neck is right tomorrow or this evening. So make a decision. So I want to continue where we left off last week. And we were discussing this article. um, 
Living Your Best Life with April Osteen. It's the sister of Joel Osteen. And, um, you know, she uh, was born to well-known parents, John and Dodie Osteen. Um, and in April, or in 18, what am I talking about? 1981, April's mother was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer and was given only a few weeks to live. And she was only 48 years old. And this to me is inspiring, you know, because her husband, Dodie Osteen's husband, because the doctor said that there wasn't anything else that they could do for her, took her home and said, no more, no more treatment, no more anything. I'm going to, we're going to put our, put her in the hands of the Lord. And then they went home and prayed and got on their, uh, got on their knees and on their face on the floor before the Lord and laid out their cry, you know, and to this day, she's healed, totally healed mm -hmm. of cancer. Yeah, there's something like that happened with my aunt, and the doctor said they had done all that they could do. She had lost weight, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong, and, you know, fever was burning her up from the inside out, and they just gave up hope, and finally, my uncle brought her home, and my mother uh, was going, because that was her sister, my mother was coming to see her. My uncle said, if you can't come in faith, he said, don't come at all. <laughs> and she said she couldn't be angry with him because he didn't want somebody coming and doubting and seeing what condition the person was in and despairing. He wanted somebody coming, and they were going to be praying. And sure enough, the Lord raised her up. He healed her. And that's not the only thing. Before that, uh, she, had a, she has a sister, Lisa, when she was little, was diagnosed with cerebral palsy and brain damage. And, you know, the parents got, got going and they started to pray. This is what inspired me about this article. The parents started to pray and seek after the word of the Lord and seek after God's guidance. Right. And, that, and I think it makes me think of what the Lord was saying, those effectual, fervent prayers that, that you know, changes things. And that's what you want. You want somebody who can get a prayer through. And then, um, so little by little, Lisa began rolling over. She started holding her, her bottle. She started doing little things that she couldn't do before. And eventually she was healed and she went on to live a normal life. Mm -hmm. And then in 1999, April's father suddenly died of a heart attack at the age of 77. And while the family was heartbroken, and shocked. April again was, she was just profoundly affected by how her mother handled losing her spouse of 44 years. She didn't just sit back after the death of her father or her or the husband, but she turned and it, it, it's like she blazed a trail forward. And then when April Osteen was dealing with tremendous pain from sciatica. April went to a doctor and you know she you know how hard you know sciatica is very painful. You know mm -hmm. some people can hardly walk from that. Mm -hmm. You know she went to the doctor and the doctor gave her shots or injections and she was trying to get her mind off of the pain so she looked at her doctor and she said my, your skin is so beautiful. 
what do you do? And the doctor was so surprised that April is, who is in pain, is thinking about someone else, you know. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, really? It must be the chemotherapy, <laughs> you know, and yeah. you never know who you're encountering or talking to or witnessing or to what they're going through that ha that has a severe problem. Mm -hmm. Right. So very surprised. April had no idea what this woman was going through until she spoke about her diagnosis of stage four cancer. And then April was inspired to share the story about her mother who had stage four cancer and how the Lord healed her mother of cancer. So she, she was led to witness to her own doctor. Um, and after, she, you know, the doctor was listening to April talk about the miraculous survival, the doctor was just moved to tears. Right. You know, now... You know when Lord does a miracle when you talk about it to somebody else and they're and and they're just so moved to tears. Mm -hmm. You just know that's the Lord working not only in in your life witnessing to other people but in the life of the people that you are witnessing to. Right. And she thanked April and said you're one of two people who heard my diagnosis and gave me hope. Most people tell me how Someone else, oh, they, I know someone else who died of that oh same thing. Oh, my goodness, who you know? would do something <laughs> so silly? I don't know, <laughs> me probably, <laughs> not having much class. And uh, the other person encouraged me to, and gave her, the doctor a book called Healed of Cancer by Dodie Osteen. So who knew right. that the doctor was even going to be giving injections to the daughter of the woman who survived? Right. Mm-hmm. And then April told her, that's my mother's book. And out of billions of people in the whole world, God brought two people together to the right place at the right time who needed hope. Right. So, you know, and, and I, know, I know that Joel Osteen has a big mega church, and I know that there's a lot of criticism about him, and people aren't always fond of his messages and but you know the the one thing there's a thread throughout all of this is that there's faith in there right you know there's faith not just in themselves not in the doctors not but the faith in god right and the ability of what god is able to do and what he can do and what he will do mm -hmm. and what's all what everything that's possible you know the impossible is possible right and April says that it's important to focus on the positive things and being intentional and about enjoying your day with a heart of gratitude. Make a choice to be grateful. Mm -hmm. Make a choice to be positive. Make a choice to... Right, to think on these things. Right, exactly. That That's what the word says. Yes. And she admonishes us not to overlook all the miracles in plain sight. Realizing that sometimes we get stuck in life doing the same thing day in and day out. April shares that we can become unmotivated and unfulfilled when you just do that when you just same, think in terms, old, same old, same old. Because you're thinking in terms of the natural. So I can see how people would despair. Like, I look at all these people who have all this money. They asked this one person, I think he was a sports figure, and he got settled, a settlement for millions, and they asked him, 
how he feels. He said he's miserable. It's like just because he has millions, it doesn't really do anything to rectify whatever was going on within him spiritually. So it's so this, this concept, you have to realize that when we open up our eyes, we're giving God the glory. And if you focus on the natural, you will be miserable. You certainly will. And, um, you know, she was saying that every day presents a chance to begin brand new. And that's exactly what the Lord's word it, said. Yes, his mercies are brand new every morning. And you see circumstances and situations differently and and then you choose the path that leads to a life that's better than ever. And, you know, what's really important is not so much, uh, you know, about being positive, but there, and this is me talking, not the article, it's important to remember what God has done for you. Right. It's very important because, you know, maybe he has done something once, or twice in your life. And maybe that's all you've really witnessed, but that doesn't mean that that's the end. Right, and you shouldn't uh, negate it just because it only happened once or twice or it happened 20 years ago. Right. The fact is, it happened. And then, so the other day, I was, I, I was kind of down and out, and I'm just overwhelmed. There's all these things going on in my life. And, and I'm praying and I'm asking the Lord for a sign <laughs> and I have to laugh at myself because I'm, I'm, I'm asking the Lord, you know, I have this something on my arm that I've had for a very long time. And I told the Lord, if you hear me, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I know God has to have a sense of humor and laugh at how we are sometimes. And, you know, and I'm saying if there's hope, if I know you, if I know you know, let me know that you hear me and that you're going to move on my behalf and you're going to answer my prayers by healing this on my arm. And then just as soon as I said it, all these things started coming to my mind about what the Lord has done for me. Mm -hmm. and Not only me, but about what he did for the uh, children of Israel, how he parted the Red Sea, mm -hmm. how he did. And, and in the Bible, it talks about how after God did all of these miracles, they still didn't believe. Right. They still didn't believe. After he parted the Red Sea, he gave them manna, he gave them quail, he gave them, he did all this stuff, and then, and then they were still irritated and angry, and they didn't believe. And I, I had to repent. I felt like repenting for days because I felt mm -hmm. like the Lord was telling me, mm -hmm. you know, you know what I've done for you. You right. know how I've and then I'm protected you. You word. know how I've healed you in the past. Right. You know how I've supplied your needs. Right. You know, so. Yes. Anyway, this article really touched me because of the prayer. Mm -hmm. And if anybody does anything in their life, mm -hmm. turn their heart. If you do, if you do nothing else, mm -hmm. take a stand and and say, Lord, I'm going to try you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm, you know, maybe you haven't before. Maybe you don't know God that well. Maybe you don't know, but just get on your knees and say, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to try you. Right. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask you for this, you know, because he said, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall, shall find. find, knock and the door shall be open. Right. And for someone who's being sarcastic and say, well, what if you don't have any legs? How are you going to get on your knees? In your heart. 
You humble yourself within your heart. Somebody had the nerve to say, "Well, what if you're what if you're mute? You know, uh, how do you how do you speak in tongue?" I said, "Is there anything too hard for the Lord?" I'm looking at this person like, "Are these the type of arguments you think that you have to disprove?" The miracle-working wonders of the Lord? Not only that, you know you know yourself that you're in a situation and you can't speak out loud, but you know that you're talking to the Lord right. in, your, in your mind and in your heart. And you, you know, know when know God speaks with you. you. Well, you know when it's not yourself. And when Samuel was jumping up and running to Eli, he might not have known it was the Lord at the time, but he knew it wasn't him. He knew he wasn't. The one speaking, he knew someone else was speaking to him other than himself. And you'll know when the Lord lets you know that he's talking, you'll know that it's not yourself. And, you know, maybe you're not feeling well. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you, you've given, been given a death sentence by the doctor. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe your financial situation is awful. Maybe, I don't know, it could be any number of things. Just turn to the Lord and try right. Jesus. Yes. Just ask him to help you. Ask him to give you direction and guidance, and he will do that. Mm-hmm. He will help your attitude and your, you know, just be grateful for for the fact that you're alive and that you're able to do that. Right. You know, but anyway, I enjoyed this article that I read, and um, she has a book out, and it's called Better Than Ever. And she shares encouraging ideas. She gives hope and adds humor and inspiration to help you get more joy out of each day. So if, if you're interested, the book is called Better Than Ever. But I, I think that was a good article about, you know, because it inspired me to pray. Yes. You know, it inspired me to be encouraged. It inspired me in spite of my circumstances, in spite of how I feel, that God is still there. Yes. God is just, it's not, you know, just like that movie says, God's not dead. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you know. anyway, moving on. I want to, I ran across this article. It came from, um, I don't know where it came from, but it's a, a, a repeat of an article from 2020. But I guess Joy Behar, you know, who's on The View, (laughs) this article says that she's at it again. And um, I guess she's going around saying that you can't vote for Trump and love Jesus at the same time. Something's wrong with her. Something is seriously wrong with her. So, what do you think? Something is wrong with her. Something is I mean, seriously I mean, so wrong with her. You know, that's just ridiculous. So, I mean, you want to vote for Biden? What, is, what examples did she give to suggest that a person... Well, I didn't see that on that. You know, she couldn't give any other than the fact that she despises him. You know, that's, that's just crazy. I, I, I don't know. I didn't. I just read this article and it was just talking. Obviously, the writer of this article was irritated about right, her because it's, saying yeah, that it's like trying, trying to dictate your faith that's as bad as sometimes i'm on the internet and i'll run across something that says if you scroll past this you know you're not you don't put your trust in jesus it's like they don't want you to scroll they want you to read this but if you don't read this if you scroll past then evidently you're not trusting in the lord i scroll right past it <laughs> because you can't you can't dictate uh someone's faith you can't determine it's not up to you 
to say. It's up to the Lord. And for her to, to try to, to guide your political interest and then turn that into something spiritual regarding your salvation, she has a lot of nerve. I mean, just backwards. People say some of everything. I think they think because, I don't know why, maybe because they're on TV and they're getting paid, that somehow their opinion matters. <laughs> I be thinking, you know, I yeah, think that people, you All those influencers on social media. Yeah, and I think that they're going to, government is going to crack down on some of those social. Well, in, government in, shouldn't be doing nothing. No, because. Yeah, they shouldn't be cracking down on anything. They need to crack down on themselves. Something about, <laughs> I don't know, how they make their money. Or oh, hogwash. They the last that should be talking about how people are making money. The government is so crooked. You know, of anybody, they should be investigating themselves. So this article is basically talking about you're not following a man. You're not, you're following Jesus. That's right. You know, and you're following what the Lord yes. stands for. Right. And you look at what the person, what the platform is, you know, because if, if the platform is anti-Christ, I don't care. You know, how rich the person is, how popular they are. I don't care what political party they belong to. I can't vote for them. I often said, I don't see how a person could be a saint and vote for some of these people when they tell you what their platform is. How in the world can a Christian, purporting to be a Christian and, and standing for the word of God, how in the world can you vote for some of these people? They are so base and so gross and so anti-Christ. And then... Um and then it goes on to say, um, what direction is a country heading if a leader lacks Christian character but is pointing the nation? But if a leader lacks Christian character but is pointing the nation back to God, is that a bad thing? If they are minimizing murders, babe, murdering babies, maximizing right. godly values, is that a bad thing? Right. If they are being a terror to terrorists and making America secure, is that a bad thing? Right. See, now, I can't see how certain saints, but I would never look at a saint and say, you can't be, you must not be saved. If, if you, you voted vote for, for Trump. Or if you voted for Biden, yeah. and you must not be saved. I could say, you basically, you don't have much wisdom when it comes to being able to discern good from evil and evil from good, but I can't look at a saint and say you're not saved, you're not a Christian if you vote for Biden, but my goodness, I can't understand how you can do it. But I definitely must say I can't judge God's servant if your fruit does not say anything other than the fact that you're saved. I have to look at your fruit, and if, and if your fruit yet says that you're saved, who am I to say that you're not? But I can say you can do definitely make an unwise decision. That you can do. And then um, it goes on to say that the majority of news outlets spin everything to put President Trump in a bad light. Their mm -hmm. hatred for him yes. trumps the truth. Yes, it does. You know, it, it, and, but people, and that's true. But, but like my mother but, said, you ought to be able to recognize the truth no matter where it comes from. People ought to be able to see past what uh, what the media gives. You know, they would stop people down on the street and they would ask, are you voting for Trump? Oh, no, he's a racist. And they say, well, can you give me an example? And they can't give you an example. You know, <laughs> uh, are you are you voting for Trump? Oh, no, he's, he, he's done so many crooked things. Can you give me an example? And they can't do it. 
And not that I think the man is the greatest. I don't. But compared to some of these people who are so anti-Christ, at least he recognizes God. At least he recognized the innocent life. But people are going to do what they want to do, and then they have to deal with the consequences. Even during the pandemic, he's... He said, all these other places are open. Why not the churches be open? Right. He said, their prayers are essential, and we need those prayers. The governors may not like it, but they're going to have to do something. Right. So, I, you know, I just feel like we have to, we have to know the Lord for ourselves. And then when, when people, I've told people, you know, uh, really look at the truth. Don't just, you know, somebody told me, I, I just vote Democrat straight. And I said, well, <laughs> okay, you know, but that, that really has nothing to do with salvation. But what, what happens, though, is that once you begin to feel the effects of it, it's like well, yeah, you put them in. So there are certain places I don't, I don't feel sorry for them because they put them in. So the bottom line is that you have to look at who is truly leading you. Right. Is the Lord truly leading you? Or are you going to go ahead and choose a president who's going to wear a Planned Parenthood scarf at the inauguration? Yeah, or wear the rainbow collar scarf <laughs> or whatever. This nonsense. And when you know what they're proposing is against God's word. And again, I'll say it again. I would look at a saint and say, you're not saved. But I will say, I don't see how a person who says they are saved can put a person in office or give that person their vote. When what they stand for is so anti-Christ. And that will end up persecuting the church. You, right. You put the very people that, that's, that's anti-Christ in office that will persecute you. Right. Right. <laughs> They're coming for you. They're coming for you, too. You put the wrong people in office. Yes. Anyway, that ends our program for this week. Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from Psalm 130 and 5. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. Now, ain't God all right? God God is is all all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, when people go down to the sea in ships and do business in the great waters, what Do you think they see? And the answer is the works of the Lord and his wonders. And that answer can be found in Psalm 107, verse 23. And it reads, they that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. This week's food for thought is, is all flesh the same? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.